Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. Today's episode of the A Game Podcast is a quick solo episode. It is, uh, I don't even know what day it is. It's the end of January right here on a Thursday morning. Today's episode, as always, is part, sponsored in part by Naked Warrior Recovery CBD, owned by my buddy William Brandon, who is a Navy SEAL. Uh, great guy. He's got a, an excellent product. If you go to nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the ways to connect with me on social media, as well as get this podcast on all platforms. As well as you'll see an affiliates link. And on the affiliates link, you will see get your discounted CBD today. That will take you directly to the Naked Warrior Recovery CBD site where you will get some of the top quality CBD on the market today. His site is expanding all the time. There's drops, there's gummies, there's capsules, there's topicals, there's greens, there's immunity defense, there's shirts, there's all kinds of different things. Go and check it out and put in your promo code AGAME at checkout to get 20% off. Also, Go check out nicknicknick.com, our main site. And on that site, you can get a free ebook, How the Coronavirus has Changed the Real Estate Market and What Every Investor Needs to Know in This Market for free. A quick read, nice ebook, send it over to you free of charge. If you go on Amazon, they'll charge you a little bit of money. So get it free through the website. And while you're there, check us out and uh, connect with me in some way, whether it's an email or a message on social media or an inquiry through the website. But let's talk about how to get you involved in some real estate. I'm closing on a deal today. I got a couple more in the pipeline, got some more inventory coming in and I have people looking for deals um, that we're working with. So um, usually when I put those feelers out, a bunch of them come in. So if you're looking to purchase some properties, whether they're cash flowing properties, single family homes, multi-units, if you're looking for some fix and flip projects, if you're looking to sell me some projects that you have that you want to potentially uh, move or do something with or have me pass out to my buyers list, or if you're just looking to partner up somehow or you don't even know how you want to get started, Let's just start having some conversations to get you involved in real estate and figure out how to do this together. NickNickNick.com or NickNickNick.com slash links. Check out the ebook, write to us, and let's make 2021 a great year and start this real estate investing early. So today, uh, I just want to talk about tracking. So it's becoming the end of the month now, and uh, I've had a couple of mentors I, I took on starting the beginning of January for the first quarter um, in business and in health. And two of the biggest things that I started doing was really tracking. Now, um, one of them on the real estate side, there's more things to set up to get the numbers that I actually need, which has been um, good and bad, but it's really serving the same purpose of this podcast, which is basically tracking things sucks. It's a pain in the ass. Your your motivation to do it is is really not there. Usually you're uncovering information that you don't really want. It's bad information at first. Things aren't going as well as you thought they were. You have to pull back a bunch of layers of the onion to get to the information you're really looking for. And as you're doing that, you're finding all sorts of other problems and it's uncovering other different things. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a downward spiral and a little bit of a rabbit hole and uh, it's been stressful and it's been a pain in the butt, but it's been extremely eye opening and it's been very worth it. And it's something that is 
long overdue. And it's much like anything else in life. You know, I found if I would have started doing this the right way from the beginning, I wouldn't have such a tough time digging that all now and no time like the present. So it's one of those things where if I really want to have the health that I'm looking for and the eating habits that I'm looking for and the energy that I'm looking for and the mental clarity that I need. And I want to have my business firing on all cylinders and I want to understand really what's happening and be able to adjust and see things better and uh, long-term be able to really keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening. I need to have these things done. So it's only going to get harder. So I might as well start doing it now. The That old saying, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So I've been just buckling down and keeping my head down and really working on those things. And, and it's been interesting. So I wanted to talk about it because I always have, in a sense, tracked things. And I always have talked about data. And I probably have always done that more personally and professionally as far as health and business more than just the average hobbyist and whatever it is, you know? So I am always going deeper in levels. I talk about black belts a lot. I'm always looking for black belts who are better than me and what they do. And they're always just showing me there's a whole new level to what I'm tracking. So that's really what's been happening with both sides of this on the, on the, on the food side and on the business side, I'm realizing how much better I could and should be doing with tracking this information and really seeing how important it is. And, and, uncovering some of the other holes in there. So it, it sucks. And your nature is to go, you know what, I'm just going to skip it. I'm just not going to track this meal. I'm just not going to track this KPI. I'm just not going to bother to look things up. I'm just going to put a podcast out. I'm just going to get back on the phone and make calls. I'm just going to close the deals I have. So it takes discipline to do all of it. And the common theme I keep saying is how you do anything is how you do everything. I told Mark Henneman on the show that uh, we just did that it was my favorite quote, and it is. And by the way, I've been binge listening to Mark Hedeman's podcast. It, it's outstanding. You know, I've listened to it a lot in the past, but I usually listen to bits and pieces of everybody's podcasts so I don't get through the whole episodes. So I've been really listening to all of his episodes now the whole way through. Um, he does this lightning round at the end with these questions that I hadn't caught prior. Um, and I'm interested now because afterwards I always look back and I'm like, man, I, I wish I would have said this. So I'm trying to hear what other people's questions are and I'm just getting tons of value. So on the multifamily side, that podcast, uh, the Wild West Real Estate Podcast is outstanding. Check that out. Um, but neither here nor there. So that's my favorite saying is how you do anything is how you do everything. And I've really committed to making the disciplines and taking the actions to doing that the same way across everything because those same habits that I'm doing for the real estate stuff to track all those KPIs and stop and look at that and dig into what it is and really go back and, and like I keep saying, peel the onion back, doing that in everything, doing that with stuff around my house, making my checklist, uh, looking at what things are, going deeper into the cleaning side of stuff, doing that stuff on the health side of stuff with the shopping list, going through my, my current closets and drawers and figuring out what's in there and, and really looking at labels and reading things and writing down what types of um, nutrients I'm taking in, like all that stuff's a pain in the ass, but it's the same. You're either doing it for everything, or you're doing it for nothing. And I'm, you know, the more I'm in the habit of doing it for everything, I'm going to do it for everything. And so again, how you do anything is how you do everything. It's exactly what I mean. So I'm taking the same disciplines to train myself and train my mind and create these habits for the next 90 days across all those platforms. So it's done a couple of different things that I think are, are important and they're, they're worth talking about. One of them being, um, just the impulse control. That's been something that I, I've been reading a lot about. I've been doing a lot of studies on on the brain and the connections. Um, David Perlmutter is a guy I'm trying to get on the podcast, but he wrote a book called Brainwash. And it talks about a lot of the, 
the dopamine hits that you get for things like checking your phone and how it becomes addictive and literally the connections you make in your brain and some of the things you're doing, you don't even realize that are a, a habit that your, your body and your brain has made connections for that you don't really have control over. You think, oh, I'm just going to go check my phone. I'm just going to go swipe on Instagram. I'm just going to go eat this cookie. I'm just going to go, you know, do this thing or have this drink or say this thing or blurt this thing out or whatever it is. There's all these impulses that we do that we think we're just doing to kill time or pass time, but you're not. You're actually programmed to do it and your brain has created these connections that you're, you need to be doing things at certain times. And to me, that, that was terrifying. And I started paying attention to it in other people and watching what they do and realizing they don't realize they don't even have control about this. Because literally, if you do something enough, and it doesn't take a lot, it's very interesting with your brain, but you could do things a certain amount of times and your brain will automatically chain together. Okay, when I do A, I do B and I do C, we're going to make that a connection now so we can really automatically connect those dots. And it creates these patterns and these habits that you do, literally, chemically, you're now prone to do them. You're, you're wired to do them. It literally will rewire your brain to say, this is what we do now, whether that's roll over in the morning and start checking your social media or maybe some other habits like drinking or, or, you know, like watching porn or like, there's all these crazy things that people have addictions to that they really don't realize that they're now wired to do. So the interesting point I had with that was two things. One, it pissed me off because I realized like, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a prisoner to any of these things. I don't want to not be in control of my own habits and my own thoughts and, and become a robot really, which I didn't even know. So part of that scared me and pissed me off and said, you know what, I want, I want to take this back. I want to fight this. So every day I started looking at every action I did, every thought I had, every text I wanted to send, every conversation or email I wanted to send out or the way I handled business and the way I reacted to everything. I started saying like, is this a habit? Is this an impulse? Is it something that's out of my control? because I've always done it this way or done it a lot recently, or is this something that I can change? And the same way that you can form that habit, you can form another habit. And that to me was really the cool thing that set this entire thing in motion was that, you know what, like if within, you know, five days, seven days, 10 days, I can rewire the chemistry of my brain and the neurons and wherever I'm talking science, I have no idea, but whatever the, you know, I can rewire the chemistry and the, and the, the the habits that are that are literally now becoming who I am, like they're connecting all these these dots, that can happen so fast. I can do that to create a different habit that I do want and a positive habit. And that to me was exciting. That to me was something where, what if I do start to track my food? And what if I do start to pay attention to my nutrients? And what if I do start to take care of my house a certain way? And what if I do start to track things in business and handle my business a different way? And and completely change the way I structure my day and completely change the way where, where I work, how I work, what time I work, the order of things, how I write things down, you know, what my priorities are, what hours, even things like changing the, the podcast it's four o'clock in the morning now. So I started looking at, okay, during certain hours, like instead of trying to juggle a bunch of different things, I'm going to go back to only doing certain activities during business hours. And the other activities are going to be during non-business hours because they're technically not immediate revenue generating activities. And I start to train myself to do that. And that's even helped with now during the business hours, it's easier to get to business because I'm not thinking, okay, well, let me post this. Let me go do this. Let me record this. Let me run this errand. It's really helping put structure in there and it's training my body. Like the, in the first couple of weeks I did it, your body becomes resistant to certain things. 
So I started getting really tired. Okay, I'm going to go do this now. It's not usually the time I do it. It's not really what I want to be doing right now. And it started to get foggy and I start to fall asleep. And now I feel great. Now I'm waking up early and you know, I'm, I'm starting to rewire that chemistry and change my brain, but change my habits. But now more importantly, the results of what I'm seeing by tracking things, which again sucks. I'll start with the food side of stuff. So I'm using just a basic app with um, a, you know, a trainer I'm working with. It's the MyFitnessPal app if you guys are looking for it. And it's been interesting because I know people know about it, but you can dig into different things. And I feel like every week I'm finding different things to look at on that, on that app. But what, what's important is every time I eat something, I'm scanning the barcode before I eat it. Or if the barcode's not in there, I'm putting that food in and figuring out what it is. And, and I have a certain amount of calories and a certain amount of nutrients I have to stay under or over every day. And when you start to scan every food you eat, and you start to see how often you're eating and you start to see what some of these things that you were eating that you thought were semi-healthy and vice versa, some of the things that you didn't think were that healthy and you realize how off you were about what the reality is on the calorie content and the fat content and the sugar content and you watch how fast you start to eat up what your daily requirements are. And now it's maybe 11 a.m. and you're like, okay, well now if I keep this up, I'm going to be over my calorie requirements by noon or by one o'clock. And if I've been doing that every day, this is why I'm not in the shape I want to be in. This is why my body doesn't feel good all the time. This is why, you know, I'm slowly putting on weight or I'm losing muscle or, or whatever it is. It's, it's extremely eye-opening. And then you start to go, okay, well, I don't really like this food enough to to be eating it all the time. It's not going to get me where I go. And, and, and then you start to realize like, I could have literally one bite of this candy or this thing or whatever it is, or I can have an entire packet of, you know, turkey wrapped in lettuce with some, you know, vegan cheese or whatever it is. You start to really start to look at, there's things that you can have that are entire meals that are the same calories and nutrient, uh, same calories anyway, as some things you can have one bite of, and that you're getting your nutrients from the thing that you can eat a whole bowl of or have a whole meal of. And now you're hitting, you know, your protein, you're hitting um, all your calcium, you're hitting all your daily requirements and you're feeling better and you're supplying your body and you're realizing that that's changing your habits of now I'm looking at, man, I'm craving different things. I'm not looking for, you know, certain foods anymore. And then I'm literally going through and saying, okay, well now I want everything to have a purpose. It's just like jujitsu, you know, when you have movements, you don't want to waste that energy because you only have a certain amount of time on the timer and you only have a certain amount of energy in the class or in that role. You don't want to just go exploding and using all this energy and now you're tired and the guy can just mount you and tap you out and do whatever. You want to make sure that every movement you do has a purpose behind it and think about everything you're doing and why you're doing it. And that's exactly what I'm finding now with the food is, you know, you're, you're looking around, like for instance, last night, I'm just looking at having cereal and I'm going, all right, well, if I want to have cereal, I have three or four different options in, in my, uh, in my cabinets over here. And, you know, two of them have no protein at all. I'm not going to eat those. I'm going to start eating these other ones because one of them has six grams of protein and one of them has 11 grams of protein. And at the end of the day, I'm not getting the amount of protein I need. I'm, I'm too high in sugar and fat still. And you just, Things that sound nerdy and annoying, I didn't get there by just reading the label. I got there by reading every label of everything I ate for an entire month. And by the end of the month, these things started making sense. These things started clicking. I started shopping different. I started eating different. I started craving different. And I started realizing that I could have 
a lot of the same foods that I wanted. I just had to switch some of the brands or I had to switch some of the, you know, some of the certain things, some of the stuff I put in, maybe I use a little bit of a little, little less of this. I put a little more of this, a little less of this fruit, a little more of that fruit. So like the cereal is a great example because you can have things like magic spoon or um, I think it's called like love grown and it's cereals that have less sugar, less calories. You can have more servings, but they also have protein in them. So instead of just having like Cheerios or uh, I don't know, that might be a bad example, but some of these other cereals I had in there, I think Katana was the other one I had that was really good. But they, um, you know, they, they have protein in it. So it's like, okay, well, you can have this food, but you can also have this food that's a different brand that's also bringing you nutrients. Then you look at the milks you have. Okay, well, you know, you have some milk that I just won't drink. I don't really do a lot of dairy. But then you go into, all right, well, I can have coconut milk. And then you look at the different coconut milks or the different almond milks. Some of them don't have protein. Some of them are low calorie. They're, they're non-dairy, but they don't have protein. So why not get a, a, a ripple or a, I, I forget whatever type of milks they have in there, but like some of these shelf stable ones that are almonds and coconut milks that you can get, you know, six, 10, 11 grams of protein in it with hardly any calories. And you use that. Now I'm still having a bowl of cereal with some fruit in it, but instead of having a, a big bowl with a bunch of sugar and no nutrients, I'm getting the same exact dopamine hit for eating the cereal or having the food that I want. I mean, these days with Whole Foods and all these mom and pop health stores, you can find stuff that you can barely tell the difference in the taste. It tastes just as good. It, it checks all the boxes, but now I'm getting nutrients in there. So switching those things out and having those habits and realizing, again, tracking what I'm eating. So now throughout the day, I can way more easy stay under my calorie requirements and hit my nutrients at the end of the week and at the end of the month. And I've seen a massive difference already in the way I feel and the way that I look and the way that my clothes fit. And those are habits now that are going to stick because I realized what I was eating that I thought I was doing well with, I wasn't, and I was never going to hit my goals. They were going to keep getting worse until I really understood the tracking and the importance of the details and the data of what I was doing. It's the same things we keep saying, but again, applies to everything. And, and I think the biggest thing that this did for me on the health side that I would really like a takeaway to be is, you know, not only leading, reading labels and trying to make sure that there's not sugar and things like that in there, um, but the portions blew me away, blew me away. So I've started actually measuring my food, which again, that shit sucks. I hate doing that. I've never wanted to do that. I just want to eat 32 McRibs. Like it's not something I want to do at all. Measuring food sucks. Measuring food's a pain in the ass. Stopping to look at it and say, okay, well, you know, you're looking at a box of cereal and it says, okay, well, the box of cereal has X amount of calories and nutrients. It doesn't stop there. What are you putting in there? Are you putting fruit in there? Are you putting raisins in there? Are you putting milk in there? Are you putting stevia in there? Are you having oatmeal? And then are you putting honey in there? Or are you putting agave in there? Or are you, you using maple syrup in there? Those things are all separate calories and separate portions. So your, your 300 calorie bowl might be a 600 calorie bowl now because you have to put all those things in there. And now I want to weigh out how much milk did I put in? How many raisins did I put in? That shit sucks. It's annoying. I hate it. But when you look at what an actual portion should be, according to the labels of most of your food, and you look at what most of us are eating, it's almost ridiculous. I took a picture of the bowl of cereal and I sent it to my friend and I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, what, what kind of asshole eats this amount of food? Like, this is ridiculous. And she was like, yep, that's what a portion is. So you're usually eating like three or four portions. And you don't even realize. So I'm probably going over my daily calorie requirements for everything I'm eating because I'm eating what to my eyes looks like a good amount. But now that I'm weighing stuff out and I'm looking at what they are, the first week sucked and I felt like I wasn't eating any food and I was going to starve to death. But 
now I'm realizing, you know, like a, a cup of this with some of this, is, it's not bad. And when I'm hungry now in between, like you can fill up on some of these other things. And when you're eating the right things, it's actually filling you up less. It's, I'm sorry, it's keeping you, you from getting hungry again sooner. It's, it's filling you up more. It's keeping you from having those cravings and stuff. So it was just very interesting for me to uncover not only my foods, but switching around the foods I was eating, switching around when I was eating them, and more importantly, controlling the portions of it and being able to eat things all day long and now still stay under. I'm, I'm eating probably just as often. I'm, I'm not walking around like hungry all the time or, or completely depleted because I don't have a, enough energy, but I'm keeping under my requirements for what I need and I'm seeing the results and now I'm learning about how to be healthier. I'm, I'm creating better habits and I'm craving certain things and I've rewired that that's where I'm getting at with this whole thing. And, and long-term that was huge. And in the span of my lifetime, the two weeks it took to get really past that initial push sucked, but then it got a little bit easier and now I'm actually excited about it. And I'm doing like, you know, podcast talking about measuring your food, which sounds painfully boring, but I'm telling you, you're not going to be into this until you start doing it. If you start doing it and commit to commit to a quarter, that's what my whole thing is like, I'm just going to do everything better this first quarter and be the best version of myself I could possibly be. You all start to get excited about it too. When you start to see the results and you start to wake up in the, in the morning and look in the mirror and see that you're losing fat and you're gaining muscle and you feel good about yourself, it's going to keep you from, from going things. And again, with the, just the tracking, you know, I, I tend to find the, the laziest ways to do productive things. So Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to eat something right now. I want to go, I want to have a cookie or I want to have a, some sort of snack or something. It's like, but I don't really want to go look that up on my phone and log it right now. So I'm just not going to eat. So sometimes just the discipline of knowing you're going to have to go into your phone and track it and log it. I'm just too lazy to do it. So I just won't eat. And that part has helped me as well. So now on the business side, this is another thing that's really huge because I'm constantly trying to put systems and processes. And again, I, I thought my systems and processes were good until I realized from learning from somebody better that I could be doing so much better. And compared to what they're doing, I'm really not doing anything. So it's it's crazy when you look at how many levels up you can be. And I'm sure she's got somebody that she's looking for that that you know mentors them on some level that they're saying we can do better. So pulling those things back and looking at like, you know, how many of these am I getting? Where are they coming from? What kind of money am I spending on all these leads? And and I went back and I started looking through all my credit cards and I started looking at like, you know, my, my bills, like literally digging into the nitty gritty of everything. And I, I do this probably once or twice a year that I'll go on a binge like this and start to audit all my finances and audit all my business and my health. I keep finding like thousands of dollars worth of auto subscription stuff that I didn't re re up, but for some reason I'm being charged again for it. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm looking and I'm seeing how all these monthly charges are adding up and adding up and adding up that I either don't use or don't need or canceled, or they shouldn't be on my credit card or they were fraud or, you know, so going through and again, doing all that stuff in your, in your personal finances and your business, I think it's huge because then I start to, to realize like, Hey, I'm paying all this money for this one thing. And it's not really producing anything. I thought it was, it looked good. It looked like it was bringing leads in, but is it really making me money? And then you realize, okay, well look at some of these other things. Wait, what could I be putting more money towards? And then you start to look at, okay, well, this thing actually is paying off and there are good deals coming in from here and there are quality deals coming in from here. And then again, like going back, not to keep pulling it back, but looking at these marketing channels, like, okay, well, you know, let, let's say I'm paying for Facebook marketing. All right, well, I'm, I'm paying for Facebook marketing. How much am I paying? What is that making me? What's really coming in off of that? 
And then you start to look at it and analyze that data. Okay, well, what, what's closing? Why aren't these closing? What types of leads am I getting? Am I not getting distressed sellers? What am I getting realtors? Am I getting, um, you know, power cleaning guys that want to come in? Am I getting other wholesalers? Am I getting competition? Like what, what kind of people are responding to my ads? And then you look at that and you say, okay, well, there's people responding, but the data and the KPIs are telling me that they're not the type of people that I'm trying to target. So what do we do? Do we stop marketing completely or do we have a discussion on how to change the marketing to attract a different type of fish that we're fishing for. And that's the kind of conversations you have like, okay, well, we're going to play around and now we're going to track this again because now we're looking at data. We're looking at tracking things. Okay. This week, let, let's change how often we're notified about what came in from once a month to maybe once a day to maybe once a week. So you can literally, okay, what came in today? What type of lead is it? Is it a distressed seller or is it some type of crap lead that's really not going to make me any money? Which ad did that come in from? Which area did that come in from? What time did that come in from? What did they say? What did that turn into? And then you start to be able to take out certain ads that you don't want to use. Now you're not wasting money on impressions for people that you don't want those ads to be in front of. It's money out of your pocket. Okay, cold calling. What lists am I calling? Who's coming in from those lists? You know, what, what channels are they coming in from? Am I doing better when I pick up the phone? Am I doing better when it goes to voicemail? Is it better off going back to the cold callers? Is it better off coming to me? Is it better off going to my acquisitions guy? What's coming in from, you know, the, the different marketing is one county doing better than the other is one. Am I doing better with weekly lists? Am I doing better with distress lists? And now like with, with my systems, you know, that's been the biggest thing this month for me is figuring out my systems and realizing how many things were not translating. Okay. Leads did come in, but I didn't see them. Why? Because I'm not checking this enough or I'm not checking the right spot. What do my habits have to be every day? How do I arrange this? That now when this comes in, it's flowing in a certain way that every day, I can be on top of when these come in and where they come in and I can have my own daily habits of this is where I check. This is how I check it. This is my new process. And that was a nightmare for the last month of trying to figure all that stuff out with all the technology and working with the marketing guys and figuring out how often to put things out and how much, how much to pull, how much to spend. I had no freaking idea. You know, it's all over the place and you talk to different investors and different people in business and they're all at different levels and they're all doing different things. And for me, I just didn't know. So it wound up becoming a paralysis analysis for a couple of weeks. And then it became, you know what? Get off your ass and make a decision. Just like we keep saying, you have to make decisions in business. Indecision is the worst thing you can do. And I was making a decision for the first couple of weeks. So then it was like, you know what? Just do it. And then you start to look at what comes back. And then you have some data to work with and you have a reference point. And maybe I didn't make the best decisions, but now I know. And I work with trial and error and I start to track that. And then I, I'm learning what questions to ask the team. I'm learning what things to look at for red flags. I'm learning what things on my dialer are showing me that there's a too much of a lag time or too many DNCs being hit, too many people requesting to be off. Why is that happening? Is it the number? Is it the caller? Is it the content? Is it the script? These are all things that you're learning to check that again, I wasn't checking. I, I knew about them. I knew they were going on. I knew I should do them, but really digging in and monitoring them on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or however it is to really break it down smaller. But to get to that point sometimes that you can digest those bites is a pain in the ass. But I will tell you, again, just like the food, at the end of this month, the conversations I had yesterday with my team members on the marketing side, on the cold calling side, on the Facebook side, with my acquisitions guy, with my business partner, I felt like a different person. I'm asking different questions. I'm understanding. And I literally was talking to, um, give a shout out to Sandra Ray. I was talking to her 
and like we're going through it. And I'm just saying, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? And she's going, yeah, yeah, you are. I'm like, well, this seems so easy. Why did I feel like the biggest asshole for the last month? Like, I just couldn't understand this stuff. And like, when you get it, you almost feel silly about it. So now I understand why when they're teaching it, it's, it's so effortless. It's like being a black belt in jujitsu. You know, some of these moves, you forget that when, if you're a jujitsu guy listening to this, when you first started and you were trying to learn how to shrimp or just do shots up and down the mat for the warm up, you would go home and you'd jump in the shower and you'd have mat burn on your feet and on your knees. And you'd be like, man, this sucks. Like, when does this ever go away? And then when do you just forget about it? And then you forgot that you used to have to think about certain things. Or you couldn't move your hips or make these movements a certain way because they just weren't natural movements to what you do every day. And the way you move now as a grappler, it just becomes second nature. You can shrimp up and down the mat. You can take shots with your eyes closed. You can do your fold rolls. You can pull an arm. I literally something, well, not lately because of COVID, but when I was rolling sometimes, I literally just close my eyes. Okay, what do I do? Can I literally do this with my eyes closed? And you're pulling off moves and sweeps and you could just feel certain things that would have sounded crazy when you first started. But because you started, it's the biggest thing. You just start. Start doing it. It sucks, yes, but start doing it fight that feeling and then start to change the connections in your brain, make it muscle memory, make it mental memory. And then all these things will start to result in better energy, better eating habits, better long-term health, smaller waistlines, more muscle, better deals, better leads, better marketing channels, money spent on the things that are bringing in revenue, money, money not being spent on subscriptions you're not using or things you're not checking or leads or, or, or whatever it is that's not really helping you. It's not bringing anything in. It's the same thing like I keep saying in business now, you could be wasting money on marketing channels or apps or softwares or websites or clubs or mentorships or things that are the Snickers bar of your business, that it's taking up all of your calories and, and giving you no nutrients to making you feel good temporarily. You feel like you're doing good, but when you really pull it back and say, you know, I can find some sort of substitute like that, that's a natural thing and, you know, eat all day long and really feed my body or feed my business and make money, you will start to see that. And it's been less than 30 days for me. And I totally feel like a different person with most of these things that I'm doing. And I can only imagine how that's going to feel for me um, physically and financially by the end of this first quarter. So thank you to all the people that have been helping me with that. And I know this could be a boring podcast, um, but I'm telling you, the only reason I'm doing it is because of the excitement I'm getting for it now by seeing the results of it. So 30 days, give it 30 days, commit to doing this. The first two weeks are going to suck, but start and make those brain connections and in wrap up again, start to look at what you're doing. Are you rolling over in the morning and checking your phone? Can you not even help yourself from checking your phone? Don't grab it. Don't grab it for a few minutes. See if you start to feel uneasy and fidgety and stuff. It's an addiction. It's that brain chemistry that has now been linked together that you can stop. So start to think about anytime you grab a food, anytime you're grabbing a drink, anytime you're going to put the TV on, like just things that you're doing automatically. Think about, am I doing this because I want to do this? Or am I doing this without even thinking because my brain has put a connection together to just make this happen? And I would fight that as much as you can and start to form new habits and look at things you can change and look at things you can do. So, you know, I'm, I'm on social media less. I'm still getting the stuff I need to do on there, but I'm scrolling less. I'm checking things less. I'm just putting my business stuff out there. So um, again, sometimes I feel like I'm rambling on this. This one, I don't know if you are, if you don't have a, a you don't have even a plan or desire to change these things and you think you're doing fine, 
Um, I would challenge you to look at it a little bit better, especially on the food side of it, if you're not in business right now, but start to look at something you're doing in your life and how you can do it better and really commit to breaking down the details of every single step you're doing every single day. But again, if you don't have the desire to do that or you think you're doing good, this podcast is going to go in one ear and out the other. It's not going to sound like a big deal. But if you do listen to this and you do start making those changes, let me know in the next 30 days because I promise you, when you go back and you listen to this, you're going to see why I bothered to put it out there. And you're going to understand why something that seems like basic knowledge that everybody knows, when you actually implement it for real and commit to it, it literally will change your life. It will change your brain. It will change your body. It will change your business. So I hope this does some good for somebody. And if it changes a couple of people's patterns and makes them more aware of some stuff, or you want to check out that, that book, uh, um, I think Rain Brain's one of his other ones. Brainwatch is the other one by David Perlmutter. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. If you guys want to listen and write to him on social media at Dr. David Perlmutter, um, tell him to get his butt on this podcast so we can have a conversation about the magnificent book he wrote about the brain and the connections. But check that stuff out. Take control of your body. Take control of your brain. Don't be a prisoner. Thank you for listening to the AGA podcast. Have a great weekend. I'm looking forward to getting it up. Thank you. So what's it?